0: Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mizukin. Hi, welcome to podcasting again. Remember this?
1: <laughs> Remember this.
0: This is what we used to do, and uh, and then we didn't do it anymore.
1: And now we're back to doing it. And then we're Hopefully. Back to doing
0: it. Well, how do you feel about? It's been like three weeks,
1: four weeks,
0: maybe three to four yeah
1: at least three but yeah. i think four
0: what are your thoughts on doing it or not doing
1: it yeah i miss doing it you do yeah i missed our i miss our friday afternoon like catch-ups <laughs> yeah they kind of. i like feel catch-ups. like this is the time that we catch up from like the week yeah we do
0: it's, <laughs> it's kind of it's almost like more for us than it is for the people
1: <laughs> hey well, maybe the people like it. I hope you guys missed us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was it's like, just been a busy summer. It's just summer stuff. It's always yeah. summer stuff because it's we record on Fridays. And most Fridays we take off for camping trips during the summer. Or mm-hmm.
1: There's always something. Cabin birthday trips. Birthday parties. All summer stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, not necessarily birthday parties, but it's mostly like weekend getaways at like either the cabin or camping.
1: Mm-hmm. But like Harper's birthday
0: Oh, that's true she didn't have a birthday ago, that was one of was, the on, a it was like, on a friday so it's like
1: it's just the time when yeah if you're gonna travel it was perfect leave on a perfect friday and it's probably gonna happen again <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not like the only time the summer yeah we'll be traveling again yeah we just tough. have to we just that's the only day that we could really record yeah
0: because yeah. every other day i mean mm-hmm. uh, during monday through thursday I, i'm working and i the last thing i want to do is record mm-hmm. a podcast after i'm exhausted a long day and sweating. then weekends
1: we reserve for like family time so that's hard to squeeze it in
0: yeah it's tough
1: so but that's how summer is we'll we'll get back on track yeah on our regular schedule once um the kids go back to school
0: yeah 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 but we're enjoying our summer we are enjoying our summer we've
1: definitely been trying to go camping more often we've already gone twice and that's been nice
0: and we've done it with just our family which is something that's not new to us it's or am oh, sorry, something that is new to us because most of the time we've always gone with other people. Other people,
1: yeah. Kids. And I think that's why we didn't go very often like the years past, because we were always waiting to go with somebody. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, if we want to go, let's just go. And it's been great to go with just our family. We've met cool people yeah. along the way.
0: The, the biggest <laughs> hurdle is always the kids that are old enough. They ask, well, who's coming with us? Because they're anticipating or being bored. Mm-hmm. And what's cool is... Number one, when we go camping with them, they get more attention. So we throw a ball with them, we go on hikes with them. So they they started to pick up on the fact that it's not necessarily that they're gonna be more bored. And the second thing I think they picked up on is, after the last couple of trips, is we end up meeting people on the campsites, Mm -hmm. you know, next to us Mm -hmm. with kids at the last two times we went camping all of a sudden everybody has kids around similar yeah. age they come over they throw a ball with them they they, and then next thing you know they're just like running around until it gets dark with them
1: yeah so it's kind of nice because they do get that friend play time but mm-hmm. at the same time it's we're at with our family too so yeah. you know in the mornings or if we're doing a fire we can just hang out or ride bikes or whatever it is I've enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, and I think the kids, they're getting used to the idea of we don't need to have other people always around us in order to have fun. Like, it rained. The weather wasn't great the last few times we went camping. It actually rained mm-hmm. on and off quite a bit. But we did, like, old school movie nights, you know, where I downloaded a bunch of old school classic movies. Um, and then... We played Monopoly, like we played board games inside mm-hmm. the camper. Mm-hmm. So it's been. It's, it's
1: kind of cozy to. I, I mean, when you think of camping, you think of it's warm outside during the day, it's cold at night. So you're swimming, you're doing all these activities during the day. But it's kind of cozy and fun to also be in the camper while it's like raining or mm-hmm. whatever. I like, and it's very brief. Like if yeah. it would rain, it would be like, you know, 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. But I kind of enjoyed it too because you have some downtime and you. Yeah, play a board game or whatever it is. It I think that part's
0: usually a lot more relaxing than the, the, the outside the stuff. Because yeah. you, you have
1: to be, like, really on it. If you're taking the paddle boards out yeah. or...
0: You're inflating them. You're deflating them. You're watching the kids on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, they want snacks. They want ice yeah. cream. They you want...
1: Have to make sure they're not going, like, the want, little one's not going in the water. There's a lot. Well,
0: it's not like you're having a beach day. It's <laughs> just You're hauling stuff in. You're hauling stuff out, you know, but kind of hanging on the camper watching movies and playing board games is it's basically like stay home but you're but you have these little intervals where you're like well now we can do this." it's one of those things where i think i've learned when we go camping as a family it's you know it's the time for the kids to have more attention for them and And we're
1: like more yes parents because we have no other obligations we're just camping and having a good time with them
0: but with the camper it with the bad weather outside it almost allows for you to have your own personal relaxation, even though you're amongst the kids. But you're going like, no, uh, we're just gonna watch a movie. Right you now.
1: slow down a or, little, yeah.
0: Versus, sure, let me get this for you. Let yeah. me get that for Let's
1: you. Let's go hiking. My favorite thing in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah,
0: hate it to death. Yeah. Hate it. <laughs>
1: Let's go to the beach and carry all of our stuff. I will
0: say when we went hiking and it was a small version of hiking, it was pleasant because it like you're not breaking a sweat. You're mm-hmm. you're essentially going for you're a just stroll. walking. You're walking. Yeah. I was it in wasn't like
1: crazy uphill also that was like an unplanned hike because we were biking and then we put our bikes down mm-hmm. and found this little path and we're just like walking and the kids were collecting rocks and sticks mm-hmm.
0: so that that's that's the type of hiking i'm in where it's like low cardiac output
1: <laughs> i mean yeah if you're camping you don't want might as well high impact cardio
0: yeah yeah so. Unless
1: you're inflating a freaking paddleboard, then.
0: <laughs> so I, I kind there's a part of me that kind of regrets buying these paddleboards because.
1: I like it.
0: Well, I like them too, but the kids like them for like five minutes, yeah. and so you they spend go. this time, and it's pretty dang hard inflating a paddleboard. You inflate it finally, you're going out on the lake, the kids get on it for five minutes, then they're done, mm-hmm. and then it's just us taking it's turns just sitting there, yeah, you know, because one of us has to be with the kids, and so. We essentially could have just bought one, you know, yeah. if this is what it's like. Yeah.
1: But then maybe one day we'll go just you and I together.
0: Yeah, and those paddle oh, boards no, will be romantic. expired.
1: <laughs> Do they expire?
0: <laughs> Probably. I mean, I don't know how much. Oh, maybe
1: like wear. wear. Yeah, yeah I don't know. the wear and tear on them. Well, yeah, that was kind of a the. <laughs> but maybe as they get older, they'll like it more. I feel like last summer they liked them more or actually used them and then this there summer. was
0: one camping trip is when we went to Lake or horse thief that's where they
1: actually i feel like they did it a lot well it's also i mean to their defense it the water was freezing and it hasn't been very warm so maybe once it gets warmer it will be mm. used more maybe because like when i was paddle boarding it was like starting to like look like it was gonna thunderstorm <laughs> i'm like really? i don't want to be in the water for this
0: oh is that when you were coming back yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like every weekend there's something, like some kind of trailer I need to go haul and get ready. I know. I don't think I have relaxing weekends anymore. It's just I have chores.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because the stuff you want to do, like we want to take the boat out or we want to go camping or whatever it is that weekend. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. Packing for... You know weekend getaway that's a lot of work packing for camping that's a lot of work cleaning the camper getting it ready making sure you have all the things a lot it's of work. kind
0: of it's funny like you kind of think when you when we were trying to get these things we we're like oh life will be incredible when we get it and then you get it and you go this it's is an another extra, job yeah i don't like having another job
1: it's an extra thing to do for sure that's what it feels like but at the same time when you are have already done work for it and you're enjoying it then it's enjoyable that's
0: enjoyable yeah you know but but like dirt bikes are a great example you you know i got the boys dirt bikes and it's this whole ordeal of me having to load them up strap them down Mm -hmm. go out there keep an eye on them watch them you know there's no enjoyable part for me of dirt biking them it's more like it's all for them because they end up crashing dropping their bike i have to help start it you know, stressful or you're just watching them the whole time essentially like you're yeah, riding alongside you're, them it's not like you're like oh yeah i'm dirt biking with my kids it's like no you're just yeah you're basically nannying them the whole time
1: you feel like that will get easier if they like it
0: it'll get easier when they're independently mm-hmm. able to load up the bikes you know they'll, oh it'll be easier yeah. when they're teenagers but then you know well, the question is do they still do be they around want to do they want well they'll want to dirt bike probably as seniors but the question is do they want to dirt bike with you you know
1: or yeah or they'll say, hey dad, can you load up the dirt bikes and take us with our friends and yeah. then drop us off?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then
1: come pick us back up. They I'm excite. like,
0: surprise, I just sold your bikes. Yeah.
1: See ya. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like saying camping. Like, will camping get easier when the kids become teenagers? And the answer is yes, but the question is, will they want to come camping with you? Mm-hmm.
1: I hope so. Yeah,
0: I mean, I do it too. I wouldn't mind them there at all.
1: <laughs> Who?
0: The kids. <laughs> oh.
1: You wouldn't mind them at all. No. I feel like I went camping with my parents as a teenager. so.
0: Yeah, you're a nice lady.
1: I enjoyed spending yeah. time with my family.
0: You're a nice gal.
1: You seem very... Um,
0: I don't want to talk about it.
1: I'm not going to say down, but like... Just not your usual peppy self today. You want to tell the, the people why? I didn't why? have a
0: good golf day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is hilarious how much it affects your mood.
0: Well, just because how much we can't turn this into another golf episode, but it's just the (laughs) amount of effort that I put into lessons and simulator time. Mm
1: -hmm. I think it's like that with anything. When you put so much time and effort into this thing that you want to get better at or see results and it doesn't, you don't see any results, it's super frustrating.
0: I see results, and especially like when I'll get on the driving range today before the game, before the match, and I was doing really well and the first half of the night the first the front nine I was just doing decent and the back nine has fallen apart and so the, the big thing is like I think with me is I do you overthink it I think it's overthinking and dealing with the pressure when mm-hmm. it counts versus like when I'm completely relaxed in the garage and but it's like, like
1: how do you relax Yeah,
0: you know, it kind of makes sense not to compare myself to like professional athletes but like you can tell you know fighters who are really good at fighting but then they the pressure of walking into an octagon and having millions of people watching them not that millions of people are watching me but you could just
1: but you felt like it now
0: you're like it's me swinging on my yeah. own versus now somebody's watching and
1: it is the pressure will can break you
0: i got to figure out how to not how to do it so much proficiently that i can't get it wrong
1: i think it's just experience and putting the time in
0: well i will say is the amount that I've been working on this house, the abandoned house, has taken away so much time and energy from focusing on like practicing golf, even though I'll still do it like 30 minutes every morning. Before I used to do an hour. Oh. But now it's like, you know, I'll do it in the morning before a workout and then rush a workout and then get out the door. Other days I'll come home from work and tell myself that I'll go on it and I'm just too exhausted to do it. So you know it's i don't know i think a lot of my energy has been consumed by the the house
1: yeah that makes sense yeah. so you just don't have the time to put in the the hours
0: yeah the house and been... with
1: uh camping and stuff you, you don't there's been a few times you haven't been doing your usual friday golf days
0: yeah yeah i mean it, i mean regardless even if it's a golf day the amount of work that i'm putting into actually practicing but i do think this this Flip houses taken a lot out of me to the, the the amount. How that it much consumes, do you think it
1: has aged you, this house?
0: At least by 10 years. I mean, <laughs> I it's all I think about. It's like I get anxiety waking up in the middle of the night because I'm afraid I'll have a thought about a problem that I need to fix, you know. And just so like this cycle that never ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the stress level definitely went up on it. And there's always, it's not like so straightforward where you just buy an old house that has outdated stuff. It's yeah. Like this garage, it's costing me a lot of money, which is one form of stress. It's costing me a lot of labor, which is another form of money stress. Then it's 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 got so many issues going wrong with it.
1: So now you're having a problem solve, which is stressful you're constantly too. problem solving. You know, there's yeah.
0: there's it's it's whether or not it's the water that has conflict of interest with the neighbors because it's a shared well to you know the electrical box not sitting in the wall and the electrical meter supposed to be on the outside of the house but it's in the garage and that's not up to code to you know the building materials that the garage is made of. it's just it's it's an endless list of stuff that it's constantly like when you wake up you're like please don't let me think about anything right now because i will not be able to fall back asleep
1: yeah and then when you do wake up in the morning and you're ready to go drive to the house, all you're thinking about is the stress. Yeah, absolutely. And everything you're going to have to like do that day.
0: I stopped taking uh, Zen pouches in the mornings as I'm driving to work because Zen kind of elevates your heart rate anyways. It's kind of like what I liked about it. It was make me like focus quite Mm -hmm. a bit, but it would make me, it would elevate my heart rate because I'm now thinking about the work at, you know, the problems at work. That it would almost gave me like this like miniature anxiety attack. So like mm-hmm. I would stop taking them in the morning and only do it later after work. Like I'd pop one in after work because of
1: because it just makes it even worse. Yeah, it everything elevates it, le- it
0: elevates this like jittery anxiety mm-hmm. feeling. So yeah, but you have anyway. Yeah, so it's like, it's hard like you to don't f- even need coffee, babe. So you're it's so it's hard to focus on golf.
1: <laughs> yeah, when everything. <clears throat> do you feel like once the garage and the roof are done, you will have a substantially less like in- anxious feeling Yeah. going into yeah. this house.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm dropping so much money into this garage because I'm essentially building it from scratch. Mm-hmm. And the amount of yeah. labor that I'm using of help is is taking that big bull. So I'm assuming that when the garage is done with a the roof, then the rest of the house, you know, from what I could see, should be pretty straightforward. Just, it's it's different problems, but they're like day-to-day problems that you can just leave at work.
1: It's not like rebuilding, yeah, you know, framing. And like here's a great
0: example. So that staircase in the middle of the house that goes into the basement, and we're gonna open that up. The big problem we're gonna be like, if it's load-bearing, which it probably will be, how do you reinforce that? That should be an easy part because the span is so short, you can bring a beam, put the beam mm-hmm. up, you're done. But you know.
1: It's like problem solving.
0: These are normal problems.
1: That you've almost like either run into before or know of versus with a garage. It was everything you had to basically learn or look up, right? Google. Correct. And then you have to worry about code. Correct. Because if we will eventually sell this house, we can't.
0: Still to this day, I... Remind myself that, not remind myself, think about the idea that it would have been so much more, so much easier to actually just demolish the entire garage and start all over. It'll have been so much easier.
1: Do you think the cost would probably, would have kind of been the same or a lot more?
0: No, it would have been 100% more because the the, the demo that you would have to have the demolition crew come in with their, not crane, but the, whatever wrecking ball uh, thing not well not wrecking ball they don't do that but it's it's essentially tobacco yeah they would come in and and break it down load up their trucks and multiple loads and take them out like that that cost is probably the same cost as building a brand new garage but yeah it's um just because you know there's nothing there's nothing perfect about this garage like there's there's
1: nothing okay about the garage either
0: right the best thing is like the electrical work. Everything else is like off by do half th- an inch.
1: Do you think he got... He hired an electrician to come do that?
0: Well, I, no, garage? I'm saying I redid the electrical oh. work. So the electrical work now...
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about like before how uh, nothing was perfect. No, he ran his own Yeah, He did it all... Wow. Yeah. This guy really thought he could do it. And he did. It just... Yeah. It was the wrong way.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the electrical part is the least of the concerns is more... Structural, yeah, it's not. Does the
1: so after you have kind of mostly finished Mm -hmm. the garage Mm -hmm. at least? I got the drywall,
0: I got 90, uh, I got 95% of the drywall done.
1: Okay, are you painting it?
0: Um, are you gonna wait? No, I think because even if I paint it, it's gonna be white and the drywall is white already. I might just keep it as is. I Mm -hmm. might paint it, I don't know. It's what
1: is Is it concrete? Concrete. What is the floor? Yeah, well,
0: garages are all concrete. Yeah. No, it's, there's carpet in the garage.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, is it just like dirt?
0: Bag carpet. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, Sometimes, I didn't think yeah. about the the dirt. Yeah, some garages are dirt. This one is concrete. No. Got, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you going to pour epoxy or no?
0: No. No. Be, I've learned about not pouring epoxy into a garage that you uh, have a workshop in because you end up spilling like wood glue. And, and you can't get it off. then all of it is just, yeah. it's... Even if you do get it off with a torch and then like a, a chisel, ends up pulling the epoxy off or mm-hmm. discoloring the epoxy. So the way but I at it. But isn't
1: concrete like.
0: It's stain. It's porous. Stain. I was going to say yeah.
1: porous. I was like, I don't want to say the wrong word. Yeah. So if you spill something, isn't it even worse? Because you're going to see all these stains. Yeah. Or does it not matter? No, it, so it, it's a workshop.
0: It's yeah, kind of. So like it already has stains right now because oh, it's so it's yeah. old um, and you can seal it. The, it's the only time the whole like, are you going to see concrete stains or not? Is if you got a brand new slab poured that's flawless like your you know your patio slab. And then you're like, I don't want anything to absorb yeah. in it. That's one thing. But if it's already. But if it's already, then at that point, by you putting something prettier, it's only going to make it even uglier. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have all the wear and tear from projects. Right. Wood glue Especially spilling. if you're going to have all your tools stain in Stain spilling, you know.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. So you'll you just leave it and then start the roof? Is that what you're doing Monday?
0: Yeah. Well, not Monday. Probably sometime next week. Oh. It's, I have to do the roof. And then it's, you know, de-shingling the roof. And then weatherproofing it and then laying shingles down. It. How
1: much are shingles?
0: Pretty expensive. Really? Pretty expensive. Like one little, not one little, but a bundle that has like 20 pieces is like 50 bucks. 40, 50 bucks. And how many of those? And you need... You know Quite a bit. Couple yeah. Hundred.
1: Luckily, it's not like huge the house, but it's still. But I'm only doing the garage,
0: you. but still. It's, oh, you're
1: it's, only re the garage.
0: Yeah, I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> the rest of it.
1: Yeah. Will you eventually?
0: I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> depends it if depends. we have to. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. I work. feel
1: so disconnected from this house because first of all, it's far away. Yeah. And then, like you work on it and you kind of leave it there so i don't mm-hmm. see the mm-hmm. progress mm-hmm. i'll come over there every once in a while but i don't see the progress so i just feel like i don't even know and you'll tell me yeah but
0: it's weird i don't
1: know what's you know every day what's going on so i it's, feel it's, i forget sometimes
0: <laughs> yeah it's weird because it now that the drywall is up it actually looks like a, a legit building hmm or a legit garage so it's kind of like a weird transformation looking at from what it was to what it is now but
1: i'm excited to see it because i'm sure that for me that will be a big because you were working on it so you saw it as it went yeah but i haven't seen it since it was still kind of taken apart
0: yeah it's hard for me to get excited about anything because (laughs) it's
1: you poor thing there's
0: constantly like something like yeah problems to overcome you know yeah, so I I'm think
1: sure the whole process of this house is going to be like that. It will probably get easier.
0: I might get more excited once I get <laughs> the tools. Finally, the garage is done up, tools moved in, and I'm just working on a traditional remodel inside the house.
1: Yeah, like things you've done in here, correct? Like a bathroom tile, correct?
0: And yeah, I think at that point you'll
1: feel more like comfortable because yeah, it's things that you've worked on.
0: Mm-hmm. Something that's not so giant of an issue so
1: right
0: you know well, hopefully yeah i mean i don't know It's you you eat an elephant one bite at a time that's how I, I remind myself and i mean you, you wanted
1: were, a you wanted something crazy this, you it's got def, it. it it's
0: definitely crazy it's fun to see the the encouragement like of people writing things like you got this blah blah, blah. this gave me anxiety too but you got this and i'm mm-hmm. like well that's the cool support. like people are sharing you know this you can't, extreme, yeah. You can't fake this, like...
1: No, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the, as real as it gets, and it's very... You wanted an extreme
0: Yeah, sometimes I look back... Makeover. Like, when I was hanging the drywall, and I look back at the images, or actually the videos that we did, of the, you know, the first two episodes of either taking junk out of it or building wall. And when I was watching that video, re-watching it, I was like, holy crap, did did I really sign up for this? (laughs) You know, did I really like go through that? You know, they say like, there's a saying of like, the hardest thing you've ever done is the hardest thing that you have ever done. To that point, essentially. To that point, yeah. And, you know, looking back at it now, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. It was essentially my marathon, you know. Mm -hmm. And the, the marathon is a great example because when you look at 26 miles or the first mile, the first mile, everything seems intimidating. But if you take it one mile at a time, and then once you're done, you look back and you go, holy crap, did I really just do 26 miles? Mm-hmm. So this is the same exact feeling that I have here, where every you're time I back. have this little anxiety moment in the mornings as I'm driving to work trying to figure out how to solve this problem today or these three problems in a row today, mm-hmm. or what does a successful work day look like today? I remind myself just one bite at a time, and then now I look back at it and I'm like, Damn, I just ate an elephant. Mm-hmm. Like, you know.
1: It is it's cool to be able to document it so when you do look back, you can see every detail that like yeah. you went through. Yeah. I'm sure once it's like all done, the garage and you have your tools in there, you're gonna look back and be like, What was even in here? Mm-hmm. You know, like all yeah. the junk that you had to take out. Yeah. You were just telling me how many loads to the dump you guys did.
0: Twenty thousand pounds.
1: Twenty thousand pounds.
0: We Because we, at the, the landfill, they, they measure you on a How scale. How many trips was that, do you think? Uh, seven. Dang. Seven trips. Um, I did learn, like, f- a huge life lesson is not only this whole, like, eat one elephant and an elephant one bite at a time, but a huge one is that I think carries over to me and anybody else in life is I learned that if you don't know the answer to a problem, and you have anxiety about it, like how to find a solution, as long as you just start doing a portion of it or working on a portion of that problem, as long as you just do that, you will figure out the rest. The rest will just figure itself out. Mm -hmm. But it's so easy to walk into a problem that there's, it's not one problem, it's five major problems and you don't know which ones should be started on first. But if you just pick anything, any random part, and you say, I'm just gonna work on X, and i'm just gonna put my head down and just work on that then somehow clarity starts coming starts kind of
1: lining up right
0: yeah you get you get answers through that and i thought i found that very fascinating that just do it because i'm not the only one that came up with this idea like i've ever heard i've heard, it I've before, heard drake yeah. there's a famous uh, not a famous but there's like this kind of viral speech of drake uh with his daughter on stage and he was saying like i don't i rarely celebrate anything blah blah and he goes, I oftentimes don't know where I'm going with the project, but as long as I start working on it, uh, somehow it, it ends up working mm-hmm. itself out. And so I've heard multiple people say that, but it was my first time truly it. like reminding myself where I'd be like, there's five things. I don't know what where to start. And then you go just like start on something and the rest will figure it out. Just focus on that. And mm-hmm. and lo and behold, it did. You know, now you're looking back and you go, shit, I have drywall. I have studs. I have electrical. I have insulation. I have, mm-hmm. you know, um, so just got to start, you know,
1: start somewhere. It's true. I feel like I had that same thing happen, but like on a much smaller scale <laughs> than you. I had like a recent project that I just took on. Mm-hmm design work and it was kind of the same very smaller scale issue but I didn't know where to start because it felt very overwhelming for me because there was a lot of different things that we had talked about and it seemed like daunting but that's what I I mean what do you do you have to do that so I was like I'm just going to start on this like one thing and then maybe it will like piece together and connect and sure enough as I was starting ideas started like flowing I started like figuring out how it was gonna gonna connect to the next thing and the next thing and now I feel good about it because it was just yeah yeah taking that one thing and being like okay I'm gonna start here (laughs) yeah even if it's like the smallest thing like lighting for me I was like I'll just start with that because then I can move on and maybe I'll even change the lighting because I don't like it but at least just start
0: it it is i will say by far the most valuable lesson i have recently learned in application to dealing with that level of anxiety Mm -hmm. of not knowing when everything falls apart like where to go Mm -hmm. and it truly something that i've remembered myself reminding myself that's good because on the next
1: one if that happens you'll already yeah have a little bit more experience and know be more aware
0: if you don't know like it even applies to somebody who's not dealing with problems but they're dealing with like inspiration issues of like let's say they're trying to write a song well what if you might not have any inside of like the direction of the song or even the idea of the song or the theme of the song but maybe if you just grab a guitar and you start working on some strumming patterns mm-hmm. Then eventually, it'll start. Something mm-hmm. that will start slowly clicking that'll lead you to those. But right. if you don't do anything and you're just waiting, you're waiting for, for the inspiration, yeah. and, and inspiration to, to, yeah. to come in. I think that's where people get in trouble. So I've learned that firsthand.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a good, just life lesson because I think you're right. If, whether it's a problem or whether you're looking for creativity or inspiration, it's a good place just to start somewhere. Yeah, start writing. Start looking like for me for me it's a lot of it's looking up pinterest boards or whatever just to Mm -hmm. you're like finding it versus waiting for it Mm -hmm. like sometimes i think yeah it's just gonna like come to me at some point but it won't unless you're looking for it
0: i heard this great uh, uh kind of statement about inspiration and they said
1: also we're really going deep today guys alex is feeling very balls deep alex is feeling very thoughtful i guess
0: mm, yeah I'm, I'm a real floating poet right now um i heard this great analogy that there was somebody used they said that inspiration and ideas are are essentially like a spirit mm. or an like this uh you know an alien thing <clears throat> i think spirit is an easier way to look at it and when you, you have to create environments to invite that alien thing, like a spirit or something into mm. you, you have to invite it and you have to create environments for it. And I love asking this question because I've sat down with like musicians and uh, artists uh, just in passing conversations. And I always love asking them like, where do you get inspiration from? And they always, always say the same answer is like, they just, they allocate time for creativity. Like, like I remember even talking to like a a worship team uh, pastor, you know, he was saying like, he's like, well, we have band practice, but then I'll also allocate two hours where we just, we, we just come together and we just like kind of just riff Mm -hmm. and that riffing might lead to something. Mm -hmm. And, and it's the same thing of you sitting down in the morning to be like, all right, I'm just gonna look at lamps. Mm-hmm. And but then you're 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 creating the space to invite this alien form of, of the spirit of of, of inspiration yeah. to receive it. Right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't create those moments, then you don't receive it. Yeah. Stand because you're
1: distracted, you're busy, yeah. you're there's so many other things going on. Those signals
0: are firing. And yeah. what's what's wild to me on this idea of inspiration or the spirit of creativity is in we just both or finished the book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert I I haven't finished it yet. You're almost there, but we're almost there. And then the second book that I just, I'm almost done with is his second book of uh, the cashflow quadrant. And the idea that he inspires in the first book that he digs down even more on the second book is the idea of that what fi- rich people do or financially savvy people do is they figure out ways how to use other people's money, like you know the bank, uh and make more money by by you not paying taking on any of that major debt right Mm -hmm. and what he was saying is that five percent of finding these ideas in these deals five percent are visual 95 percent are mental meaning you have to get yourself into that headspace in order to find those ideas Mm -hmm. if you're not in that headspace, those ideas don't come to you. So he would constantly say things like his rich dad, because the whole, you know, paradox of the, the first book is rich dad, poor dad, is he had uh, a, a, a rich, his, his friend's dad was uh, a very wealthy entrepreneur who's very business rich, owner, business yeah. owner, uneducated. His poor dad, who's a highly educated man, uh, is an employee working for somebody else.
1: Made good money, made good but money, could never... But, right.
0: So that's the whole paradox of the of the, of the the two characters. And uh, what he was saying is that his poor dad would always tell him, I can't afford it. And his rich dad never allowed them to say, I can't afford it, is you have to figure out how to afford it. Mm-hmm. And the figuring out part is you figuring out how you can make this not necessarily work, but how can you figure out ways for this to be paid for, mm-hmm. you know, in a smart way. And so whether it's, you know, building businesses, whether it's investments, whether it's inspiration for design, whether it's inspiration for music or creativity or problem solving, it's you have to create space for the spirit of creativity to come in Mm -hmm. and and you receive that. Yeah, it's so rare that you'll be just watching TV and all of a sudden you'll have this idea. But
1: it probably happens, but it's definitely not something that happens often.
0: Stand-up comics even say this all the time, I, because I, I follow a lot of them on podcasts. They will sit down and write their comedy out, um, even if it's just dumb ideas. But they'll, they'll say, like, I'll allocate two hours, I'll sit down, kids are down asleep, and I'm on my laptop, and I'm just writing premises that are complete garbage. I'm just mm-hmm. writing, like, oh, isn't it funny how school buses are yellow, that they're hard to miss, but... You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. this is right. And then, as they're going through, just because you're almost like
1: sifting through the you're just firing from, yes, you're just firing, 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 and then eventually you'll get to a place where you get that light bulb.
0: And that's the perfect circle back to like, you just have to work on the thing in this thing, a Mm -hmm. thing, and then the rest will come to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's inspiring. It's very, it's very interesting how that kind of stuff works and how. Fear is this giant roadblock, this artificial roadblock that when we fall into it or believe that fear, it prevents us from reaching any of those creative uh, eureka moments.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, or finding a solution to a problem. Correct. Because, I mean, it does. It feels overwhelming when you see it as a whole. Right. always no matter what it is if you're trying to find you know inspiration or solve a problem it seems so daunting yeah but the minute you like tackle the one thing
0: yeah the um uh the happiness hypothesis was one of the books i read not too long ago i forgot who it was the buy and he was talking about what the meaning of life is and his conclusion the meaning of life and this is based off of like uh, social structures and uh, the Buddhist Tao and all the philosophies is he came down to the idea that the the meaning of life is suffering Suffering because in life, it's 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 nothing but suffering meaning there's constantly, you know when We say life gets in the way that's issues mm-hmm. getting in the way mm-hmm. and in order and the, the Buddhist Tao say, you know, they have the saying of like the You are the path that you walk so meaning you're creating your own meaning of, of your life and so mm-hmm. the meaning of life is suffering it can be translated to the meaning of life is problem solving, and the quicker you can figure out problem solving, the happier yeah. you will be. Yeah. that's the the paradox of it that I thought was so fascinating. Is that's if, very interesting. If, if if life is suffering, problems, debt, kids, keeping you up at night, work problems, not enough money, you know, not enough time. You know, marriage issues, relationship with friends, not enough friends, bad friends. You know what I mean? It's constantly weight issue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bad sleep. So it's nothing but problems. And the
1: figuring out figuring
0: out, is the meaning of, of, yeah. of life, is being able to be good at solving problems. And the people who have a miserable life are the people who are bad at solving problems. They're or the, avoid them. They're the people who get sucked in by these problems. Mm-hmm. And it just creates a crutch yeah. of, uh, and paralyzes them. So,
1: And like the way to do that is just to keep like practicing it mm-hmm. and doing it. I, by nature, am, or nurture, who knows, I avoid conflict like the plague. Mm-hmm. I I just hate it. I hate like the, the pressure of it, especially when other people are involved because I hate letting people down. So for me, problem solving and trying to find ways to yeah, like figure things out was really hard for me. It Mm -hmm. still is. But I think I've gotten a lot better at it than I used to be. And I think working in this field, the staging and design really helped me because I had to. I mean, there were so many times I'd come to you crying because I couldn't figure out a solution to a problem. And you would help me. But I think eventually I got to a point where I did it so often that I could, like my brain was already working To figure out what to do that muscle was the muscle is working yeah it's interesting
0: yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like working on your body core right where in the very beginning before anybody does a sit-up everybody has a very like they can't plank for a minute yeah and then you do enough reps of planking for a minute now you can plank for a minute and a half and next thing you know you can do two minutes and it's just such a weak muscle group that you're like it's such a hard thing to work out because you you don't have to be buff to do it you just have to be able the to, core. Yeah, yeah, you just have to be able to be stabilized. And, uh,
1: but eventually you can get to a point where you can, plan yeah, for, those yeah. minutes
0: add up. And that's exactly how the muscle of, of the brain is those minutes add up. Those ounces become yeah. pounds.
1: Especially when you can find a familiar, like if it's a problem that feels kind of familiar, you've already, maybe it was a little bit different, but you've solved something similar to that before. So now you go, yeah. oh. I did this one thing. Remember, I did that because, and it worked. It was so much of this. Why don't I do that?
0: You recognize the recipe that went into solving yes, it. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 and a it's great a recipe to it. start is, I just need to find something on this problem as small or big and just work on that thing mm-hmm. and the rest. That That is another version of, I figured out a recipe for it. You just eat it one bite at a time. Okay, one bite at a time. Find something, just work on it. That's it. The rest will come to it. And it's like these are little recipes to figuring out how to have a happy life mm-hmm. of being a good problem solver. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because no matter what, the problems will come. And, and the
0: problem solving—it's funny because the second book that I read that had the same connection to the same idea of life is suffering is the art of not giving a fuck. Right? Mm-hmm. That's another great book. And uh, didn't they
1: make a show out of that? I don't know about the
0: show or not. But
1: I feel like he, I saw something. On he had the same pre-
0: I, premise in in the book. Uh, is the idea of that it's not that you have to be so chill and not care about anything, but it's the fact that you've given improper things more value than the things that you should
1: mm. be worried
0: about, mm-hmm. right? It's you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you know, you're trying to live a life that's far larger than figuring out how to have a better relationship with your family members and stuff right. like that. And um, where was I going to this point? Because there's a whole problem-solving idea behind it. Um, he said. I was going to lose this thought. Um, ah, shoot. I didn't it. read the book, so I can't. No, it's okay. It's uh, But he had a similar connection to Do this. You use like, less bandwidth worrying about stuff. You have more to like, figure out the problems. Yes. Yeah, so something similar along those lines is the same thing. as like The less bandwidth that you give to things that are not important and the more bandwidth you give to the things that are important, the better you are to controlling your own ideas and your thoughts.
1: And now you have time in your like the headspace mm-hmm. to be able to problem solve because yeah. you're not giving all this like value and importance to things that right. don't matter. Right.
0: So his whole thing was like breaking down these problems is like, okay, why do I give so much fucks about this thing? Because he keeps using this kind of terminology. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm going to throw it around. But he's like, well, is it because you care too much about people's perception or about, you know, how you're going to be viewed or what this person might look at you about uh, as opposed to looking like what are your values and like well my values are you know to live an authentic life to be around the people who i care about them as much as they care about me Mm -hmm. and to really you know not be artificial then it starts trickling down all these other problems to understanding of like where do you need to trim the fat
1: Mm. and where does it actually stem from this like where this fear comes from or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. avoidance.
0: Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's I think these th- these concepts are are super beneficial because it, it helps you like Sebastian Younger said, you know, they did a study on, in the book Tribe of the most uh, a bunch of communities that have gone through devastating war effects. Um, and they found that in order for people to feel Content in life, you they have to have they have to meet like three minimum requirements. One is they have to feel like they live an authentic life, that they're not being false. They're not being somebody that they're not. They're not pretending to be somebody Mm -hmm. that they're not. They're not trying to pretend that they care about certain things that they don't care or pretend that they do care. Um, The second thing was they're amongst amongst a community of people that care for them and they care for them as well. So a community of friends, essentially. And the third is that they feel competent at a particular task that Mm. they are assigned to. That is essentially work. If you feel that you have a fulfilling kind of level of work where you're like, I'm either my own boss or I get to express my creativity or I have this responsibility that I'm good at, uh, that is the competency part mm-hmm. and when those are all met, then typically people are more likely to be content in life. Um, and contentment is a good place to start.
1: Mm-hmm. Those are like the three basics. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. else is kind of the extra stuff that stems from yeah, those just three. just things that we give too many
0: fucks about yeah. that shouldn't be given mm-hmm. too many fucks about. <laughs> I think f- you
1: just like saying that word on this I podcast. I know, no, but I'm
0: quoting the book.
1: Someday... Maybe not too far into the future. Maybe I'll say it, and then everybody's gonna lose it. Say it. No, now I'm on the spot. again your can't mom's say it. listening, is that why? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been deep thoughts this by is, Alex.
0: This is deep thoughts <laughs> by Alex. These are all original ideas. As we start, this will, that's yeah. what we we'll call it: deep thoughts. I gotta by have Alex. my NPR voice. Yeah. This has been an NPR special.
1: Deep there. thoughts by Alex. Thoughts by thoughts. <laughs> thoughts by thoughts all right Uh, folks that's what Uh, we'll call it
0: welcome back to the podcast uh hope you are hope you gave
1: hope we gave you guys a little bit of inspiration
0: a little break too from us
1: (laughs) yeah after a break uh
0: like always uh check us out on youtube uh rate and review anywhere you can and that always helps the growth of this podcast Mm -hmm. thank you
1: Bye. bye